Hello, and welcome to the Maidenless Podcast, where we discuss misbegotten, mastication, and morose, melancholy men in everyone's favorite game, Elden Ring. And today we're talking about Castlemorn in the Weeping Peninsula <laughs> and our hunt for the grafted blade greatsword. What would, uh, this is a stupid aside as well, what would an Elden Ring calendar look like? Oh, I would kill for an Elden Ring right? calendar. Right, but what would be on it? Um. I don't think there's enough, I don't think there's enough, uh. There's enough bosses. There's enough bosses, <laughs> that, yeah, I could see that. I don't yeah. think there's enough, um, maybe you could do an NPC one. Yeah. Be kind of funny. I think it'd have to be like a mix of mix of both. Yeah. Huh. And I would want the like the actual picture of the calendar, like the top part to be a character rendering, you know? Yeah. And I'd want the bottom part with the months on it to have like a lightened background of one of the landscapes. Oh sure, that's good. And yeah. then you could have a little bit of lore, like up there where it says fresh frozen frozen custard. <laughs> 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 well hello we are here on episode four hooray of the podcast. episode four if the weeping peninsula took two episodes i am worried for other areas <laughs> we'll be quicker the weeping peninsula is just the best area that's what it is people don't like it that's that makes me want to weep it does make me want to weep too but yeah. in looking for screen grabs and and research and notes and stuff i see a lot of comments that are like the Weeping Peninsula is weak, and ah, no, it's just there. Why even go there? They're weak. They're the Weeping Peninsula is strong. It's okay, Weeping Peninsula. We love you. We love you. But yeah, I actually do love the Weeping Peninsula. But today we're talking about specifically Castle Morn. Yeah, Castle Morn. And we just played through a little bit of it, mm-hmm. for better or for worse. <laughs> um, I've we- got Jedi survivor hands. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't have an excuse. I just need to get good. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we left off at the uh, Castle Morn Lift yes. site of Grace. Mm-hmm. Um, not too many sites of Grace at Castle Morn. Nope. So be pretty brief with that. Yeah, just but. one in a convenient, convenient, inconvenient, one in the front, and then two that are far too late to do anything useful with. Yeah. <laughs> they really screw you on that second one where it's like... Oh, I gotta drop down to this, and there is no way back. Yeah, there's. It, it hurt my explorer. <laughs> like I'm always like, oh, I gotta go this way. Now I gotta go this way, and I always want to go somewhere that's not gonna lead me further into the plot right yeah. away. And that <laughs> that was one of the most conflicted moments in my playthrough. It was like, do I go off this ledge for this side of grace, or do I keep looking around this castle? Yeah, yeah. Um, but let's start back at the beginning. So yeah. we come up the elevator. Um, Irina warned us what the scene would be, but I don't think she did any- not do a good job. <laughs> no. Well, she's blind. Yeah, she didn't that's actually true. <laughs> see it. She just heard it. She's telling you by sound and smell. Yes, and she did not. 
She didn't mention the smell. Or the squishing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we, we see the corpse pile, the burning corpse pile. Oh, it's a dense corpse pile. Indeed. I always thought it was rubble, and then looking at it close, I thought it was rubble with some guys on it. Yeah. And then I looked closely, and the texture is just guys. It's just guys. Well, maybe girls, too. And Maybe, I don't people know. People of all genders. and It could be. <laughs> It was a lot. It was hard to tell, really. It was a lot of beef jerky looking people. Yeah, that's. I said I got big uh, New Londo ruins. Yeah, uh, vibes from it, but yeah, and we had we see all the misbegotten's, and they're all looking up at if we fought them in Limgrave. I think there was one in Limgrave, a scaly misbegotten. Mm. Um, But there's one of those at the top with the big axe. Yeah, he seems to be the leader, and all the little misbegotten's are cheering, Mm -hmm. and. yeah, a lot of burning and fire and stuff. So I think it's a pretty good combat encounter. I think it encourages you to use stealth. And I think it's also a way that they're kind of like, hey, take a look at these enemy models a yeah. sec before they start trying to hack your head off. It's kind of genius because it's, it's like a you've, you've always got multiple paths through these places, yeah. right? You showed me that one that I didn't even realize. <laughs> um, see, I would always go through and just kill everything. Mm-hmm. Um but they do have, like, you could go sort, maybe, you didn't prove to me whether it was possible, but sort of stealthily up the right. Yeah. Right? But you can't go, you have to get into the enemies somewhere, because if you try to go stealthily to the left, mm-hmm. they won't see you, but the dogs will see you. Yeah. If you try to create distance and get, like, a better vantage point, and you go up those little stairs immediately to your left, mm-hmm. there's enemies back there, too. Yeah. So it's like there's no actual safe place, mm-hmm. and then when you finally get around them all pumpkin head yeah like you can't you know yeah there's just a random pumpkin head out there he's resting what's his deal i mean i don't know i i still am not a hundred percent sure what their allegiance is yeah like who they work for they they're in really random places though they're like well they're dispersed there's the like one on a bridge in Mm -hmm. uh in limgrave right And there's one guarding Selen. Yep, there's one guarding Selen. There's a lot of like basement ones, mm-hmm. you know. There's the dual ones that you fight. There's sometimes like way later in the game, there's like one leading a convoy of yes. enemies, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know what their allegiance is. I tend to think they're is. Golden Order. Okay. But not of their own accord. Yeah, they're I, out of their mind. Yeah. Right? I think they were just gladiators that they put to use as like berserkers on Interesting. the Interesting. Okay. And so, yeah, I think all the Colosseums were Godfrey's idea. Okay. So they're kind Seems of... Seems like a Godfrey idea. Yeah, and I think the idea is that the pumpkin head is... They've seen so many horrors that they just put the thing over their head and point them in a certain direction. And mm-hmm. I think the idea... With having them in these random locations is that they just become too unruly to control. So they just leave them behind. Here's a weird little thought then. Yeah. Are they the same race as Godfrey? Um, because they're big like him, right? They're they're thick boys. I know they're gray, yeah. but that might be due to the undead nature of everything. I mean, but could perhaps. they be from the same area? If the Colosseums were his idea, would he not have wanted to bring in gladiators from his? You know, yeah, it's it's hard to tell where those guys come from, but it could be they. You know, they're big. They do the, they do the big smashy attacks. Well, and from software always loves to throw in enemies that are kind of twisted reflections of what you could have become. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think those guys kind of serve as that. It's like. They got really good at combat and fighting, but to the point where they lost their mind, and yep. so they have no goal or 
Yeah. And that's what you could become you mm. know, if you don't succeed in your task. You just... I think it's what the players become anyway, <laughs> regardless of the story. <laughs> Once they give up on the plot and just start PvP. Yep. Uh, yep. That's the way. That's the way. Well, cool. So we come across the pumpkin head. I think my problem with this area and encounters like this in the game is that I tend to find like one weak spot in okay. the encounter and I, f- I give myself a modicum of safety in in defeating that weak spot. Mm. But then I don't really know where to go after that. And so I die a bunch and then I just fall back into like, for me, it was the little left area. Yep where you could kill the dogs yeah i would kill those couple dogs and then i just be like okay what's the plan yeah and then i died like several times but every time i would come back and kill those dogs yep. and sit on the area yeah go, you don't okay, try what's, the next what's my move yeah. and i think what i've learned through playing this game is that you shouldn't do that yep you should if something fails throw out the entire idea yeah. and try something completely different because it might just work yep and and I found myself wasting a lot of time just sitting there and trying the same thing, or at least like the same starting idea of a plan. Yeah. And it just fails and fails and fails. And it's like, but I, I got this one foothold. And I'm so, uh, I don't want to relinquish it. Yeah, yeah. I, I've found that, and it's weird because, you know, every adult would tell me that video games are a waste of time. And to a degree, I agree. <laughs> but... There are certain weird little life lessons that I've learned from playing, especially the FromSoft games. Yes. And the biggest one is be adaptable. Yeah. Like, do not get so... Yeah. Don't get attached to to the one strategy. Yeah. If something isn't working, like you said, just move move past it. Try something new. And yeah. be. it made me okay with failure in a big way. Yeah. <laughs> like, legitimately, it made me okay with failure in a big way. And it helps to, like kind of keep you a little more mentally elastic i think because yeah. you always until you played through a million times and you go oh, yeah. i just do this it helps you like really become a, a versatile thinker yeah or it could you could go the other way and <laughs> bonk 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 yeah. until it dies yep yep <laughs> yeah no i i agree and i think this game in particular it's fun to watch especially through it was funny, I was trying to, big rabbit trail, but I was trying to find some, uh, I've been playing Dark Souls 3, like I said, and mm-hmm. trying I to find some game. content about Dark Souls 3, maybe some like, you know, lore stuff, or and I've watched some of like the basics, like all the Vati stuff, and mm-hmm. there's some other like, I think it's like Two Brothers lore, where they do a whole deep dive on the Dark Souls 3 yep. lore, and I've watched that, but I'm like, no, like I want to know like what, okay, like compare all the best straight swords, like, you know, like the Elden Ring YouTubers do, or mm-hmm. like, it doesn't exist. Yeah. And Elden Ring, I think, was the first one where people are like, hey, we can just like, there's so much content oh, to I know. be discussed and, and the, the fan base has grown so much that it's really cool. And all that to say, um, you know, it's it's so cool to watch people find different ways to play the game yep. and, and overcome situations that I would have never thought mm-hmm. of. And Oh, that's then- watching you play. I'm always like, <laughs> what? What? What are you doing? And when it works out, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't even believe that's a... I didn't even know about that stinking path, dude. I know. Yeah, and you showed me some stuff as we've played it too that that you know you just gloss over, and it's kind of mind blowing that years down the line you can discover new things. Oh, about I know. It, it's it's great. It's a treasure trove. Treasure trove. Yes. Mm-hmm. What is uh, what is this character's name? This character's name is William T. Riker. <laughs> is that? Uh... Is that a reference to X-Men? No, it's a reference to uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, yes. 
Yeah, that's the guy that would do the... Uh, he also hosted... What the heck was that show? He hosted a... Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, he hosted Unsolved solved. Mysteries, yeah. Okay. So the memes of that show are next level. We got a Bloodhound Fang plus nine. We got a Longbow, but... Cool. I also have some other stuff I can wield. Uchigatana. See if we can I maybe... feel like that guy would look good with a hammer. Hammer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> and then I also have all the bestial incantations. Oh, cool. Would you believe it if I told you <laughs> <laughs> that my bubble shield just cracked? <laughs> oh, no. All right, I'm handing the controls over to Drew. Oh, boy. Level one, Commander Riker oh, versus... I have not been here in a while. Castle Morn. Let's do a little bit of recap of... Yep, and a little bit of that. Okay, and we're going to do that because <laughs> spells are not my forte. <laughs> <laughs> Hammer time. What was that uh, What was that headpiece doing for us? Do I need to put it back on? Uh, it was just so I could wield the Bloodhound Fang, and we're not using the Bloodhound oh, okay. Fang anymore, cool. but it will well, give you more dexterity. We're going to we're gonna look hot then instead. Yeah. That chiseled jaw, pointy chin. Because I have to. Because <laughs> no right. playthrough is complete without opening up the summoning pools. So tell us what we're seeing here as we get the title drop. So Mord. if we, we walk into this courtyard and we are seeing a huge pile of it looks like a mix of corpses and other stuff but i fear that it might all be corpses uh there's some some burning piles and there are some demi humans uh seemingly celebrating in perfect synchronization or worshiping the bigger demi human up top uh all i know is that we're in for a heck of a time and uh, this is where i lose all my confidence uh, because I have not fought a group like this in a while. I am going to go the demi-human route rather than... Oh, that's right. This is not Jedi Survivor, Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> There's also some trees in the courtyard. Yep. And, and we can see some gallows up on the, the higher walls. Yep. And, and maybe... it looks like a demi-human fight going on up top. Yeah. Yeah. Is it all corpses? It's... It is all corpses. Yeah. That's all corpses. Serious new Londo ruins vibes. Oh, here. yeah. Just piled high. Let's see here. Yeah, get that blood flame blade on there. I'm trying to remember which ones. Do. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, Stone of Garang. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I won't overuse that. <laughs> yes, I will. One more time. <laughs> Die. Oh, it's that did not do very on. much. Oh, I better worry about that guy. Oh, you are level one, my man. That's right. <laughs> I am level one. We're going to throw it at you, and we're going to do one more because I don't want to fight you up close until I do that. Nice. So, yeah, the demi humans, you attack one or two of them, they start to get wise, they break out of their, uh, their little trance. Yeah. There we go. Maybe, maybe it's a food coma. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I can't imagine that these things are like the corpses are probably cooked very well. well there's some fires going. I know. know, but like this is charred at this point. Oh, that does not do. Nice. I love smacking them out of the sky. Come on, buddy. Die. There we go. Like those look gray, dude. <laughs> That's like. Uh, Been there a while. That's um, 
That's some some white people chicken. <laughs> oh, I love smacking those guys out of the sky. So fun. Yeah, the misbegotten's are so aggressive, but they have little to no poise. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they're in the air, they deal a lot of damage unless you can get an attack off first and knock them out of the air. Oof. Which is a fun game mechanic. Yep. I was really scared of them until I realized that, yeah, no poise. All right. Now, here's the real question. Do we fight this man? Oh, yeah. There's the mad pumpkin head over here. Can I backstab them? Are they too big? I would say probably not. Oh, geez. You're just shredding him, though. There we go. All right. He's not so scary. Not when you have a plus 18 weapon or whatever it is. I'm trying to remember if there's enemies around every corner here. All right. There we go. Oh, the collector in me is trying to collect everything. All right. Come on, buddy. So, yeah, we can either kind of climb the corpse pile and then there's a uh, door there that leads us into the oh, castle. Oh, really? Yep. In the corpse pile? How did I not ever find that? Yeah, that's my go-to. I always just go up strat. the side. Yep, you can run right oh, up here. Oh, duh! And there's a little rampart with some stakes. I had no idea. And a little door to get into the castle. Ooh, little door. Is oh, there anybody? And a chest. What's in the chest? What's in the chest? I'm so sad that oh, the claymore. Yeah. Okay, that is where you get the claymore. Maybe you should fight some misbegotten's with the plus zero claymore. <laughs> oh, but the hammer. <laughs> oh, but the hammer. All right, we'll. Switch I don't know it. if you we'll can switch even use up. the claymore. We'll switch it up. We'll try. Uh, man, I'm not used to so few weapons in the menu. <laughs> Where are oh, you? You can this use the hander. Hey, there we go. Nice. Unable to use this item with present attributes. Can I duel? Yeah, unless wielded with both hands. Okay, so, yeah. cool. Well, so, that's, yeah. that's the only way to use this thing, unless of you're course. dual wielding them. The Claymore looks so much better in this game compared to Dark Souls 3. Yeah. It's so stumpy in Dark yeah. Souls 3. It definitely had a glow oh, This up. is a great little scene here. We see a Godric soldier kind of kneeled, kneeling in front of two misbegottens. One who's like, rah, rah, rah. And then the one guy just smashes his head and they execute him. Oh, but the backstab from the tarnished. Nice. Yeah, that does make the fight a little less unfair for them. But the Claymore is still putting up numbers. I know. Dang. It's such a good weapon. And dude, it, like, it makes your outfit look better even. Well, like everything at... that you do looks good with that thing. Oh, yeah. We got the uh, Sages set on right now. Yep. What gloves are these? Is it the full Sages set? No, I think it's like scale gloves or something. Okay. Trying to get a little bit. <laughs> I like it. So we come up either around the pumpkin head and up the ladder mm-hmm. or up the corpse pile and through the little... Um, um, through that little inlet thing. Yeah, yeah. inlet cabin yep. quarters. I think that is the more interesting way, lore-wise, because yeah. like we had found, there's mm-hmm. that little... Uh, you come upon the execution of yeah, the... of the Godric soldier. Yep, of the Godric soldier and... Yep. He really doesn't appreciate you at all if you save him. No, he will try to kill you. Yeah, it's it's a sad thing, yeah. but I wish that there was some element. I know that's a pipe dream, but I wish there was some element of like 
you know <laughs> loyalty just loyalty yeah if like an enemy is like oh you saved me and you haven't killed me yet thank you yeah you know i'll i'll let you slip by this one time versus oh you saved me now i can kill you <laughs> you gotta have a bewitching branch to really get your and yeah but that's only temporary i wish you could make friends <laughs> friends until death just have a godric soldier follow you around until well, he gets summons yeah, it's not the same. Uh, it's not the same. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we uh, found the claymore that way too, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is cool. And oh my gosh, is the claymore overpowered in that that area? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> granted, we had a few buffs on, but we were doing like three hundred for a weapon art. Yep. So yeah, really it's good. Great weapon. Um, we've talked about Castlemore and, and the Weeping Peninsula being instant gratification land, mm-hmm. and another aspect of that. Yep. Uh yeah, so the I think the tops of the walls get a little bit confusing. They do, especially since there's some of them like if you drop down, you can't go back. You know. Yes. So you, or you can, but you have to drop down, drop down, get all the way to the bottom, climb back up to the top to to make it somewhere. Yeah. I don't think we'll get too deep into discussion on those. Suffice to say, there's a lot of misbegotten's. It mm-hmm. also introduces the winged. Misbegotten. Yes, with the with the bows and arrows. Yes, they shoot arrows. That is, at you. it's funny. That is one encounter. The ones on the bridge. That's the main encounter from Castle Morn that I think about. Yeah, is those two on the bridge because I remember how hard that was to deal with the very first time. Yeah, and I, I mean, it, I think at that point I was using a big, I was using like a big weapon, and then I also had a shield as backup and that was where i was like turtling basically through like all right just gotta deflect an yeah. inch closer and deflect an inch closer but yeah that was like one of the first real problems that mm-hmm. i that i ran into is that little bridge encounter <laughs> yeah it's a cool little encounter there's uh one misbegotten that just as soon as you get up there runs at you mm-hmm. and then i think there's another guy on the bridge who's doing the <laughs> yep yep Uruk-hai chant and then the two yeah that will see you and start shooting the arrows at you yep but yeah, it's cool. I think this is a good area where they're showcasing the NPCs, or not NPCs, but the enemies fighting each other. Yep. Um, it's Godric soldiers versus the Misbegotten's. Yeah. Smackdown oh, for the ages. It's, that is always a pretty cool thing to me when you like wind up in the middle of some other person's conflict. And it's a throwback here, but the PS2 game of The Hobbit. I don't know if okay. you ever played that maybe it's one of my happiest childhood memories is that the one where it's all like cartoony yeah it's all cartoony i played it for the gamecube yeah 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 yep so it was ps2 gamecube and i think original xbox as well definitely played that one and uh there's so many fond memories i have of that game (laughs) there's so much exploration and stuff it was a very linear game like once Mm -hmm. you exited a level you couldn't go back but the end of that game you're like trying to sneak through the battle of the five armies and that was the Mm. first video game where i was like oh like i'm enemies with everybody but they don't care about me they're just fighting each other and it so that always brings me like a little warm like the hobbit yeah (laughs) even though i know it's a mechanic in other games before that i'm sure sure for sure that's always (laughs) what it makes me think of but yeah i i think it's good it encourages a break in the normal uh gameplay loop mm-hmm. of of enemies encounter uh, see you chase you yep they're you all fight. unified against you yeah yep. and it's cool to have scenarios where you can loop in other enemies and and then kind of pick off the scraps as we talked about yeah 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 good stuff um so yeah there's either kind of two ways we can go as we discovered you either drop off a ledge that you can't jump back up on mm-hmm. and that'll take you down the back side of the castle 
Um, or you can kind of explore the tops of the um, the ramparts. The ramparts, yep. yeah, and encounter Edgar. Yep. Who is Irina's father. And what does he say? Uh, a bunch of racist stuff. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Yeah. He's like, My, the servants, they yeah. were, thought, he kind of talks down about them and yeah. says that he thought that they were they were benevolent, but they turn out that they're all foul and yep. kind of makes these sweeping statements about the misbegottens. Yep. And he's one of the classic uh, instances of a character who's more about duty than people. Yes. You know, much more about his honor than relationships or anything, because he is set to stick around there to defend this castle that has so obviously fallen. But he's like, no, yeah. we can, I gotta stay. I gotta, captain goes down with the ship. And it's like, you don't have to. Well, let's talk about his appearance, too, because mm-hmm. as you mentioned, he's in the Banished Knight set. Yep, the altered the Banished Knight set, but altered yeah. Banished yeah. Knight set, yep. And uh, then his position, did it look familiar? at all to you like how he was sitting his yeah. posture it reminded me of the uh, dejected knight or whatever his name was from dark souls one in yep. firelink shrine mm-hmm. yeah uh what is his name <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> we'll edit the silence out um but he always says that that's that stench when framped comes around mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. what um, is his name yeah, it also reminded me of the the dejected guy in uh, Dark Souls Two, who gives you the blue way of blue. Oh, yep, yep, uh, sitting out at the big mm-hmm. uh, obelisk thing. Yep. Oh, he's the crestfallen warrior. Crestfallen warrior. So he doesn't really have a name. Oh, bummer. But yeah, it is that same. It's that same pose. Yeah. So yeah, some nice uh, nice through line too to yep. give us some context of who he's you know. He's kind of stuck, you know, yeah. as the crestfallen are stuck in one spot. Not um, helping with the battle down below either. No. Like no. just decidedly sitting that one out. Yeah. All those dudes are just getting their butts handed to them. And we actually accidentally talked to him before we talked to Arena. Yep. This time we did. <laughs> he's and just like, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> he's basically like, well, thanks for coming. Here's a stick. <laughs> Go away. Yeah. He gives us a sacrificial twig, which I think is, is funny because it's kind of saying like, there's you're no gonna, way out of here. Yeah, you're going to die. But so, this will at least you get to keep your stuff. Yeah. Um, but if we have talked to Arena, he just says that he's duty-bound to protect um, the treasure of Castle Morn, which, does he say what it is? He doesn't say what it is, no. Yeah, the great treasure of Castle Morn. So it's kind of on us to, if we want to reunite this happy little family, yep. we have to find the treasure of Castle Morn. Yeah. I always wished it was like treasure, Again, Hobbit, you could collect like you could collect coins and gems and stuff, and I always miss that mechanic. I mean, so that's an old style mechanic for yeah. things, but like I always miss that. So every time, every time in a game, someone's like treasure, I'm like, ooh, are we actually gonna find some coins? Are we gonna find a little diadem or something fun? But a diadem. No, it's the a diadem. weapon. A Rowena Ravenclaw's diadem. <laughs> <laughs> It's the only <laughs> very good <laughs> only context I have of that one of the one of the saddest things to me is um I finally started like looking at stuff for this game online and seeing some of the cut content has me all kinds of sad. Oh man, I'll help you, buddy. Doing two ninety five for a backstab. Oh, 
with a plus zero weapon. And check out the weapon art you got on this bad boy. Oh, is it Lion's Claw? Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Lion's Claw time. Woo! <laughs> Triple kill. That was great. Oh. Oh. You might want to heal. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, man. Such a fun weapon. Such a fun area. So much loot. Yeah, so we're on top of the, the rampart wall now, and we just came across a huge battle of Godric soldiers and misbegotten. not go the way that I usually would go here. Or maybe I do. Oh, there's a special item over there. Guarded by a couple of them. Oh, they just look so creepy running at you. Yeah, they definitely, like, anything with a janky run freaks me out. I don't know how my sneaking is. I love that you can walk straight into a guy, and if you're stealth and he hasn't seen you, it's yeah. like, what's bumping me? Nothing, nothing's bumping me. Oh, this Ooh, is where you get that. Time. Yeah, dude, the torch, um, the torch polearm thing. Yeah. That is a fun weapon. I mean, it's not real good, but it's pretty enjoyable. That's got some range on it. Stone I know. That's so funny. Uh, do I dare? Yeah, I was doing this level one build with pretty much only... Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pretty much only the Morning Star and the Longbow. And it was really effective up until like the mid, late mid game. And then... Went over to Bloodhound Fang and uh, all the bestial incantations you can wield at level one. So, nice there little things to have. Did that guy fall off the cliff? The guy with the wings fell off the <laughs> fell off the bridge? Maybe. <laughs> a lot of good your wings <sighs> did you, buddy. That's a, that is a certified DS1 moment. If you remember being in On Orlando. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Catching, uh, catching the hands of those demon things, right, right before the giant blacksmith. Yes, and you could just like bump them off the edge, yep. and they're the ones that flew you over to the castle. But yeah. if you just knock them off the edge, they're done. I would always hit them with a cheeky little soul arrow. Yep, that's that's a good way to do it. I would just smack them real hard with something. There you go. Usually, at that in that game, I was as uh, two handing some sort of huge weapon. You guys can have your problems, and I'll have mine. It was a light load. Just had to be in light load. Yep, light load and just run. That's all, good. all you got to do. Hey, there's sad man Edgar. Edgar Allan Poe. Ah, there's a face I've not seen before. Just trying to make sure that they're not following me. Yeah, right. Do the NPCs um, attack if they get hit by an enemy, or do they just die? Uh, I feel like he shouldn't die. He's wearing the he's wearing the banished set. Yes. Ooh. There seems to be quite a bit of racism here because he he just like s says that these creatures gave him good service, but they were foul through and through, and yeah, he doesn't. Hey, thanks for the stick, dude. It gives us a sacrificial twig. Away with you. Doddling. That's fun. No, I want to tell you about your daughter. Have we spoken to the daughter in this playthrough? Oh, crap. <laughs> Speed run back to the daughter. <laughs> Woo! 
should probably just warp there, huh? Oh, yeah, I forgot you could do that. <laughs> Whoopsie daisy. Whoop. And. Hey. Wow, no fall damage. That is crazy. All right, dog time. Let's re up some stamina. Oh, no. That's right. You got a zigzag. I learned that in Game of Thrones, too. Yes, serpentine. Oh, wow. That didn't pay off at all. That should never have happened. No! I should have had confidence. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) The pro strat of sending the elevator back down. All right. Well, we found him. We found him. So now we go back. We talk to the girl. Then we go back. We talk to him again. Then we go back. We fight the we fight the lion guy. Then we go back. We talk to him again. Then we go back. Um. No. So it's it's cool. We gotta now descend the back of the castle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which people wanna take a dump on Dark Souls too about the impossible architecture. Mm. Come on. How are people accessing this? I suspect that I suspect that it's like a a door you can't go through in some room. Oh, you know that leads up to like a staircase, like a dark spiral staircase. That's what I imagine. Okay, I'm. I like to give. I like to give the benefit of the doubt a lot. I like to give Dark Souls two a lot of benefit of the doubt. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fun game. People just rag on it for no reason. But um, yeah, I I think that there's just an. A way that you don't get to go because right there's like rooms and doors yeah. and stuff you don't get to go in anyway well yeah and maybe you know they could explain it away with everyone barred the doors and, yeah but anyways we descend uh the first little bit of this is like platforming yep it's just straight up platforming down little barren rock yeah formations i think there's a couple treasure scarab dung beetle guys yep there are and then there's multiple ways down and this also always bugged me was like all right i went down one way but there's definitely items down the next way yes you know there's like one room that you like drop into it's full of slugs mm-hmm. and there's like items but if you grab them the slugs get on you and stuff and yeah um there's a talisman i believe it's like the lance talisman that could be um that we get from a tower back there we encounter a ghost that uh implies that the demi or the Misbegotten's are eating the humans. Mm, mm. Um, he says that he doesn't want to be eaten. Oh, the uh, the disgrace to be eaten by a misbegotten because apparently they're outside the Erd Tree's grace or something. Yeah, you don't want to be eaten not because you don't want to die, but because you're racist. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Yeah. And, well, and I think it's interesting, too, how they are portraying the prejudice in all lands between terms mm-hmm. where the whole idea they don't want to be because like when they die they get absorbed into the Erd tree and go mm-hmm. back but can't you know the whole idea of can i be absorbed into the Erd tree as misbegotten poop you know mm. <laughs> and, and fertilizer so like any other death would be better than yeah that. yeah fertilizer for the tree yeah so do you think like if any other death would be better would you rather Oh no, I hate these. Get eaten by uh, a misbegotten. Okay. Or fall off of the bridge trying to do a speed run to get to uh <laughs> to, <laughs> to, get, to get to Edgar. 
Um, now, in this hypothetical scenario, did I throw myself off the bridge with a light roll? Yes, yes, in that scenario, you did. Hmm. I don't know. I think I think the light roll. Okay. You know, it's quick. Break your ankles. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So dropping down. So dropping down. <laughs> yeah, so we're dropping. We're dropping. Yeah, there's some stuff, but I thought it was mainly not notable until we get down to the beside the Rampart Jail. Yeah, side of that's where it starts to get kind of iconic. Yeah. I, I think that... Uh, like there's a couple of boss arenas um in this game there's a later one where we fight a lady in her mind or your mind or something uh you know and in uh in actually the guardians of the galaxy game from recent years there's a big boss fight in a very similar type of arena and i feel like in final fantasy games there's always this type of like it's wet, mm-hmm. but you're walking on it. It's like maybe just above the top of your foot, like yeah. full of water. There's something just really great about that aesthetic, which yeah. is why it probably gets used so much. Mm-hmm. But having that actually be a real part of the world, like it's just a flooded, it's just the sea levels are rising. You yeah. know, climate change has come for uh, <laughs> for the lands for the between. Lands between. Um, and now instead of uh, instead of like a cliff and a beach, you get ankle deep water. Yeah. But it's a cool area like to drop down into. And I don't know. It's just uh, there's something interesting about it. It's raining and it's it's very just like it's very weeby. If if you if you were if you were already dressed like a samurai in the game using mm-hmm. you know the uchi katana or whatever, it would be it that whole area would be like perfect. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was like very classic dark fantasy. Mm-hmm. So as beside the rampart jail, we have all the uh, behind us is all the platforming that we've done, kind yep. of sheer wall with some uh, castle built out of the outcroppings. And then below us, we can see a bridge, and there's a little tower, And but under the bridge is a beach, mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of jellyfish floating around, and yeah, the ankle-deep water, and then a big uh, uh, arch. Yep, yep. Um, and beyond the arch, as we saw, there's like a big tree in the middle of this kind of flooded little island mm-hmm. inlet area. With some gravestones. Yes, gravestones. It was a little... So do you think it, that was like originally where they buried their dead down there? Perhaps. It seems or, weird that they would do it down at a jail, but it seems weird that they would have gravestones for prisoners. It could also be, so as we get a little bit um, of lore after we fight the boss mm. from the item, um, it could just be a memorial site for this historical battle Sure. Um, that we, we read about. But, uh, yeah, so, again, I think maybe there's a talisman on the little tower or maybe some items around the area, but pretty much I remember it's just the lead-up. I remember not bothering with that tower after my first playthrough. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't need the hassle. I just want to fight the enemy. I the also boss. didn't bother with the giant crab. There's a crab? There's a crab down there. Oh yeah, gosh. if you go, so Time instead of going to the arch, if you turn around and follow the beach back mm. around, there's a crab. I think I do remember that. Yep. Does it guard anything or give you anything? Uh, I think there's an item. I don't remember if the item is worth it. Mm. 
there's a big part of me that thinks it might have been a mushroom or something arterial stupid. leaf yeah but actually those are really handy I later know. on. i always hate on the arterial leaf yeah those are that. those are great <laughs> later on but yeah i don't i don't remember it being very worth it because i yep. never went back for it the second time yeah but we have the boss of this area mm-hmm. who is who is that it is the i don't know how you say it it's the l- lionin or lint I just call linen. <laughs> the liminal space. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh. the, the, the lion looking guy. I think it's Leonine Misbegotten. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. fair. Leonine. Leonine, yeah. That I thought always thought it was the Leone, Leone Misbegotten. <laughs> it's the Leona Lewis Misbegotten. <laughs> keep bleeding, keep, keep bleeding, love. Hopefully we don't get a strike for that, but ah, <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah, that's a it's a fun fight, dude. Do you yeah. like that that arena that it's in mm-hmm. is just so stylized and awesome. Also, lots of tripping hazards. Lots though. of tripping hazards, yeah. stinking. You like, got the boss down within a sliver. Yep. And got tripped on a gravestone. I was like, get me off of this stinking thing. He backed me into a corner. the end for you. Yep. Um, yeah, and I had said that the boss is very scary. He's got the red eyes. Yeah, the first he's the first one of these guys that you encounter, right? Um, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. And and he's got he does look like a lion. Yeah. But he's got the kind of misbegotten uh, features. Wide mouth of, and all that stuff. And yeah, it kind of looks like different animal parts sewn together. Yeah. Um, but he wields a big iron greatsword. Mm-hmm. And, and he's fast with it. Very fast. Lots of gap closers. Lots of kind of the circular Artorius style yep. get around you moves. Lots of jump attacks too. Mm-hmm. Area um, of effect. Area of effect is annoying. Yeah, he does have a roar too yeah. that I think buffs him. It yeah. does buff him. Yeah, it gives him more uh, damage. Uh, but yeah, I, I actually struggled with this guy quite a bit my first time because I did not get the gimmick of... I did the same thing on our playthrough. When I'm being attacked a lot, I tend to roll away. Ah, yep. You gotta but roll you gotta, in. <laughs> yeah, roll in and attack him because that staggers him out of his attack. And yep. then you might get a chance for a heal or a counterattack or create some distance. Yeah, he's actually very staggerable because I remember my first time fighting him. Um, I, I've i mentioned before in previous episodes how I always get that lonely, scared feeling in this game and i just want to have a friend yeah and so when i got my uh when i got my dogs i would just bring them with me to everything Mm -hmm. and so i brought the dogs into the fight the first time and they stun locked him and i just killed him yeah and i was like oh but if you're using a if you're using a big weapon you can interrupt his attacks a lot of the time you can't interrupt the roar no and you can't interrupt the the like dive attack that he does but you can interrupt like a lot of his regular attacks with a big weapon definitely or dogs and i think that they do a nice job of there's always an attack you know the they, they do a nice job of balancing the bosses that have this poise weakness mm-hmm. with giving them a couple hyper armor attacks yep that it's you have to be on the lookout yep, for. yeah you gotta kinda, watch yeah this is, is one of the drawbacks i think to jedi survivor yeah is that when they uh because there's like enemies with different poise levels and stuff mm-hmm. and when they're going to do uh, a like uninterruptible attack they flash red real quick oh and i'm like it that seems outdated to me yeah in a big way where it's like well i mean most players that are playing this already have the dark souls skills of like i can 
deduce between animations like what's gonna happen well i think that's you can't turn it off either it's so sad well and that's the thing is it's like you should make your animations clear enough that i should be able to differentiate between all the attacks see i'm i'm in the other camp you should make it even harder for us to actually play this game successfully <laughs> come yeah. on from soft we're men and Melania women and everybody else like for you <laughs> nah, yeah that Melania is an exception yeah my god now if every enemy was like that then she wouldn't even be special right that's true yeah i've seen a couple playthroughs where every enemy is Melania. oh yeah i've where seen some mod of those it. mods oh yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Leonine Misbegotten, uh, we defeat him. Yep. And what do we get? Uh, well, if if you're me, uh, you get a really strong sense of melancholy and a desire to stand at the edge of the water and stare off into the distance for about mm. 20 minutes. Get to read a lot of notes that say, why is it always sadness? Yep. <laughs> uh, or try jumping. <laughs> Shortcut ahead. Yep. Uh, but otherwise, you get the uh, you get the the great sword of great swords. It's basically a sword made out of swords. It's George R. R. Martin saying, "I wrote this, damn it." Yep. Uh, it is the grafted blade gray sword. Yep, the grafted blade. Yeah, and I think it might be the first colossal sword that we have easy access to. Yeah, because Zweihander takes a while to get, doesn't it? Um, That's or no, you can buy that from that. Oh yeah, you can buy so you can, and that's a colossal weapon. I think. I think it is too. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, but it doesn't look like it's a colossal weapon. No, no. Uh, but we could it, theoretically could power stance your colossal great swords at this point. Yep, that's true. <laughs> if you had enough stats. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's just a it is a great sword that is made out of a bunch of other smaller swords mm-hmm. basically and looks very jagged and rusty and and kind of rough around the edges it's kind of sweet though yeah it looks cool it's uh requires 40 strength and 14 dexterity to wield it's nothing and it's call uh, me back when it requires 80 strength <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh weapon art is oath of vengeance mm-hmm. uh this uh item's weapon or this item's description says let's try that again yep the description of the colossal sword, the grafted blade great sword, is the storied sword of Castle Morn, a revenger's weapon. It is burdened with oceans of anger and regret. Ooh. It is one of the legendary armaments. Mm-hmm. A lone surviving champion from a country now vanished was so determined to continue fighting that he claimed the swords of an entire clan of warriors. So, what he's saying is that it came from a land full of blonde people and dragons. And that they claimed it from, they claimed it from the warriors of the people that they conquered to make themselves look B.A. Is that that what they're saying? Yeah, I think it's probably a pretty overt reference to Game of Thrones. (laughs) Yeah. Or, now here's how I choose to read it especially in recent uh in light of recent game releases okay the land that they came from was hyrule (laughs) (laughs) and the warrior is link from uh the new whatever it's called breath of the wild two tears of the kingdom because you can graft weapons together in that Mm. game 
So this is Link finally snapped. Killed everybody. <laughs> Put all their swords together. Came over came over from here. Hmm. And that it's a it's a direct line from Link to Edgar. He's blonde, isn't he? I think he is, yeah. Yeah. We we can Yeah. Yeah. This is a lot of references yeah. in this area. <laughs> oh, I know. That's what makes it so masterful. This is what all of you people that hate the Weeping Peninsula are missing out on. Yes. It connects all the lore. All games. All games. <laughs> all games. And a singularity. I'm sure if we looked hard enough, we could find some Pac-Man. <laughs> I'm sure of it. So we're now behind the castle. We kind of missed the area where we could go talk to Arena's papa. I am so sorry about that. <laughs> that's fine. I got it into my head that we were speed running for a second. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that's fine. It's okay, we can talk to him later. We can talk to him later. Um, actually, it's probably best if we go down here and get the thing that he needs. Yep. The so stone think, sword key. I think there is spot. some additional dialogue we can unlock if we do a couple extra trips. I remember when I first did this, I like talked to Edgar uh Irina's dad and yep. he said he's got to stay and guard the sword and then i think i went back to her and told her that and she gave me some extra dialogue and then i went back to him and did what we we're gonna do and then death but i think Classic we're just gonna we're, <laughs> we're gonna just kind of speed run it and go get the the sword that he's looking for dude i love the I love that stab animation. Look at this. Oh, it's so good. Mm. From the other side. Oh, goodness. Claymore. Claymore supremacy. I kind of expected it to be more challenging if you use the Claymore, but I forget we're in like a level one area. Oh, crap. That's right. Oh. These things don't... Uh... Hey, here's a question. Why didn't I rest at that bonfire before? Huh? I, I don't know. What was Couldn't I thinking? We're going down. Boop. So we descend even further into the fog. And check out to your left there. We can see a big tree off in the distance and an mm -hmm. island. And my goodness, if that doesn't look like a boss arena. Oh, I know. Good thing we know better. <laughs> come on. Oh, no. No, come here. I need you. Don't go off the edge. Don't be an exploding one. There we go. Man, they nerfed fall damage so hard in this game. Oh, I know. Playing through the other Dark Souls games, you I like. I think you. I feel like they have to though, in of this course. one because like it's such a the platforming part is so much more important now. You know. Of course, yeah. I do miss the kind of uh, primitive platforming of the old games though. Just not being able to do anything well and having to just... Okay, that's just a barrel. So we've arrived. We're doing some more platforming through a little uh, roof attic area. I don't yeah. understand how this is practical. Or you missed an item. What, the roof? Being open like that? Yeah. I don't know. Could be there used to be a structure above it. But it seemed like it would just Ooh, rot and decay. I'm oh, there's some rats remember... Okay. No, 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 no. Stop oh, with the man. animations. Oh, oh, man. Let me out, let me out, let me out, let me out. <laughs> Dropped into the jail, it looks like. And I'm going to say, because 
I haven't tooted my own horn too much yet, but I just, that was a good move that I just had right there. <laughs> and I'm not afraid to be the one to say it. Get back to full health. You got ritual sword and shield. Oh, sorry. <sighs> I didn't know. You didn't tell me, man. Well, I said Joy. it was level one. What talismans did you think I was running? <laughs> At level one, I don't know how many talismans I was actually using. Well, this is... Uh, I've pretty much beaten the game with this go. guy. I'm just stuck on the Godskin duo. Oh, yep. So he has everything. All right, let's look here. It's the most OP. I'm not going to go Com- all the way across. Wait, there's a bonfire that I missed, isn't there? Yeah. Where is that? It's right over here. Hey, and I'll rest at this one. What was this one called? Beside the Rampart Jail, I believe. Let's look. Yeah, hey, yeah, dude, your memory's memory. good. It's almost like you've been playing this game and only this game for two years. <laughs> Not quite. Oh, yeah, it hasn't been out for two years, has it? No. Jellyfish, but friendly jellyfish. I used. I was so scared of them, dude. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, crap, what are we getting into here? But they're pretty friendly. Now, right. this is going to be interesting because I don't know that I've fought this guy with a level one weapon. Would it be would it be cheap to go back to the hammer? No, I think you should try it with the claymore. Okay. So we're approaching the fog gate. All right. We saw that big tree area. We're going to try. All right, here we go. See him off in the distance, the Leonine Misbegotten. And, oh, nope, that, a little that short. That was a little short. short. Woo. Nice. Oh, good. His poise is not yeah, good. he has no poise. I also don't have that good of poise, though. Yeah. Nice. Oh, my gosh. Lion's Claw. Put that does some stuff, man. Oh, that's right. I have to dodge. Do have to dodge. All right, come on, buddy. I'm glad I can interrupt him. Yeah. Once. I can interrupt him once. <laughs> All right, this is how we're going to play it. <laughs> Doing well. We got him to half health already. I'm trying to remember if he has, like, a phase two. Uh, Whoo. Oh, oh, dang it. Spin to win. I forgot that it's a double. Oh, he lost his red eyes. That's weird. What do the red eyes even do? Oh, jeez. Oh. oh, my gosh. Woo! Uh, the red eyes in... Oh, here we go. Red eyes again. Maybe it just indicates his buff. Okay. He does seem rather buff, doesn't he? <laughs> Line clock. Boom! Nice. Interrupting Boom. his attacks. Saving some stamina to dodge away. Nice little poke. Oh, boy. Should I finish with style? Yeah, finish with style. Oh! <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I mean, survive first. Should I get finish with style? <laughs> yeah. Oh! <laughs> a sliver of health. I left. was caught on a gravestone. A sliver. The irony. The irony. And that, that friends is Elden Ring. That's how this game goes. He was just running. I don't know where he was going. He was just running. I know. He's he was trying to see if that opened up the fog door. <laughs> Did I beat the boss? You see, yeah, that's the thing is is really if you look at it from the other perspective, this is a game where I, the singular boss of the game, get to roam free and terrorize the countryside. 
and they all of the all of the real players of the game start the game trapped in a room <laughs> no indication of like how or when anything's gonna change and then one day randomly yeah. i get to show up and and wreck their world and they're just destined to repeat it anyway <laughs> uh but i believe that this uh there is some other stuff I don't have I don't have the research to back this up, mm-hmm. but um, there's some other stuff to suggest that the person who wielded the grafted greatsword was the final uh, resident of Castlemorn before it was conquered by Godfrey. Sure. Uh, do you know like what the like rank or title of the person who would run that castle would be by chance? Because it's not a king, right? Yeah, I don't know. Because it's not like that big of a castle. It's more of a fort than a castle. Lord? Lord, maybe. Lord of the castle? Or like... Yeah, I'm trying to think of like what's hovering around... Like Count? Is that a... That's a thing, right? Count? So when that guy died, it was the final countdown. (laughs) You gotta hit me with these. This is what I'm trying to to look up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> takes my brain a second sorry it's okay it's all right um that uh, means that it takes place in europe yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna play the the knuckles song under <laughs> under this pumpkin hill uh yeah i can't find anything to back up what i'm saying about that but i saw some i think it was vati's video video about uh <laughs> <laughs> about the weaving peninsula um he talks about a lot of the stuff so go check that out if you haven't seen it it's good yeah i haven't watched any of his videos on elden ring yet oh i'm still like i'm i'm now like lifting my own embargo on on mm. spoiler stuff so yeah i actually have to say i love me some vati but this for elden ring i would go Smotown over vati I'm oh sorry. interesting sorry vati but yeah Smotown is really good it's all right it's all right. And it's all so like, oh my gosh, talk about having the item descriptions for every point. <laughs> There's items, descriptions galore. So yeah, I love those guys. Um, but what bothers me is that the Leonine Misbegotten does not actually wield the grafted blade greatsword. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't he? He's got 40 strength. <laughs> Maybe. I don't, Do we know the stats on that thing? <laughs> <laughs> I assume. If he wielded it two-handed, I'm sure he could do it. But yeah, probably. later we see another Leonine Misbegotten way later in the game that's wielding another one of the legendary armaments. And they actually have it modeled for his, his character. He Which uh, armament? It is the uh, Golden Order Greatsword. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So why yeah, in a cave, here? right? Yep. Yep, yep. Man. Yeah, I don't know. It stinks. I would have loved to see that thing. In is action. it maybe that? Is it maybe that it was down there looking for it and hadn't found it yet, or just found it right when you found him? Or I guess, but I think that's kind of weak. Yeah, like... I know, I know, <laughs> I know. This is instant gratification land. We deserve to see that sword. That's true. Chop our heads off. Maybe in the DLC. Maybe they'll fix it. But anyways, we go. If we get the blade, we then go back to Edgar. And he's like, oh my gosh, where'd you get that? <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's, he seems like he's really happy. He's like, man, we can go off and 
me and Arena can live together. And I think he says, like, he just prays that this experience hasn't, like, tainted her sweet and affable nature or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah. So we, we, we kind of think... an opportunity to say, wish it hadn't tarnished it, but... Oh take that again yeah i think he says something like he hopes that this experience hasn't tarnished arena's gentle nature one take one take out (laughs) yeah uh but yeah so it kind of seems like things are gonna work out for those guys yeah (laughs) maybe and then you just never talk to anybody in the game ever again you go (laughs) happy endings all around and that was elden ring guys thanks for tuning in yeah yeah (laughs) uh but alas not so nope uh, what happens when we go back to check up on Arena, see if her and her dad got to hug it out? Uh, they're sort of hugging, right? Is he holding her body? Uh, something like yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> He's pretty upset. She's not that upset because she's dead. Yeah, she's dead. Somebody came and killed her. There's a big um, misbegotten cleaver stuck in the ground. Yeah. Almost yep. comically like it's a red herring. Yeah. Like, I'll leave this, like, what does is, what is old Ben say in Star Wars? Sand Raiders, uh, sand people always travel in a straight line to hide their numbers. These tracks are side oh, by side. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then misattributes the accuracy of stormtroopers. Yeah. <laughs> Far too accurate. For... Uh, but yeah, it does seem a little bit conspicuous. But yeah, big side side note on that Star Wars thing because I'm a real big Star Wars fan. <laughs> One of my favorite plot holes ever established in Star Wars. Is that that quote from Obi Wan Kenobi? Yeah, you know, saying these, these are too marks are too accurate. too accurate for you know sand people. Yeah, only stormtroopers. Yep, shoot. exactly. Then you spend the entire rest of that trilogy watching the stormtroopers miss the heroes, yeah. except for one of them hits Leia in the arm one time. Yes, in Return of the Jedi, and then we got the prequels after that, and in Episode One of the prequels, there is a sequence. Where, where Tuscan Raider snipers are sniping pod racers <laughs> in a canyon. These pod racers are going the fastest. They're like going like a thousand miles an hour. It's so fast, <laughs> and they're just perfectly a like. Bit. Yep, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's incredible. Anyway, anyways, <laughs> Edgar is on the ground on all fours, yep. sobbing. Arena's dead. There's a big. Uh, uh, cleaver in the ground mm-hmm. suggesting that a misbegotten did it um, i like if you before edgar comes up there if you go and interact with her corpse it just says already dead mm-hmm. um, but he just swears revenge he's like i'm gonna kill them all these misbegottens just further embedding his racism toward mm-hmm. them um, yeah so pretty sad he seems kind of inconsolable and doesn't really acknowledge us too much seems yep. kind of wrapped up in and that's that. probably all right because he's so rage-filled that you'd think if he knew we were there he'd probably try to kill us yeah but that's pretty much uh the castle mourn i mean can you think of any other things that we missed uh not really too much that we missed however i would like to visit or revisit the cleaver and who killed arena, arena. yeah yeah because Yes, it could have maybe been a misbegotten. And you're right, the cleaver is kind of comically there. Yeah. But who else uses other enemies' weapons? I mean, we do. We Tarnished do. do. Yep, Tarnished do. Yep. And there is a race to 
the Erd tree, basically. Yeah. That all the tarnished are going on, mm-hmm. right? And there are certain little like side quests and things that the tarnished do like head towards in order to maybe like uh pad their chance of being the one that gets there first, yeah. right? They're making alliances, they're wheeling and dealing. Exactly. Yeah. So my question to you is are there any tarnished NPCs that you could think of that have motivation to kill Arena? Is there anybody that could have been trying to gain a legendary armament, perhaps, that interrogated her, tried to get her to betray her dad? You know. I tend to see, I mean, I think Arena fits all of the qualities of a classic from Software Maiden. Yep. Um, and we later find out, and spoilers. Mm hmm. We later find out that uh, there are no spoilers on cracked pot theories. No. <laughs> um, that to become a knight of a certain dynasty, mm-hmm. uh, we require the blood of a maiden. Right. And there is a certain bloody finger who wields a huge cleaver. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm speaking, of course, of Anastasia, Tarnished Eater, mm-hmm. um, who invades us several times throughout the course of the game. Yep. There's also, though, I think, possibility to link it to other people, too. Yeah. Because say that, okay, so she doesn't, she's got a blindfold on. Yeah. We never established, is it because she's just blind and so she's wearing a blindfold, or is it because she has no eyes? Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Because there's certain pathways to go down that require some, some grapes. Right? Yeah, and I think once we get on to our next location in the next episode, we're going to start to discuss someone who has some striking similarities mm-hmm. to Arena. Yep. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of dubiousness. Yeah. And we later find that Edgar is a key part in, in, this, fa- in this equation, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot of unanswered plot threads here. Yeah. But I don't think we ever really get a clear answer on who killed Arena. No, we, we don't. But I always think it's got to be deeper than just the surface level of what they're showing us. Because you could certainly take the game's word for it and go, yep, she got got by a misbegotten. Uh, and that's just what yeah. it was. You know, that was the, the conflict. Mm-hmm. And, but... There's also so much more nefarious stuff going on behind the scenes with some of the characters. Well, and two, this is like a 40, 50 hour game. And for these characters to just tap out in the first mm-hmm. two is, is yeah, there's got to be something deeper yep. going on here with these two. So, yeah, the other thing I think is interesting, too, is that we see Edgar kind of follow in his ancestors footsteps, too, with and the whole idea of like bloodline and dynasty is very weird in these games mm-hmm. i think because especially blood dynasties <laughs> indeed <laughs> but yeah i mean that to my point exactly that it doesn't seem like to be an heir of somebody or something you necessarily have to be born of them mm-hmm. or related to them it's oftentimes there's like this um, spiritual connection to yep. certain people and certain locations. And we see with the grafted greatsword, it tells us like about the guy who was motivated by revenge. And I believe the story that Vati paints through several item descriptions is that the revenge was because Godric killed all of his people mm. to take the castle. And so he went crazy with revenge and killed a bunch of Godric's family as revenge and then yeah. godric came down and not i'm sorry i keep saying godric god free yeah 
Godfrey came down and smote him mm. and took the castle for himself. So I think the idea, and this could be completely off base, but I think the idea is that he killed Godric's clan, Godfrey's clan, mm-hmm. to make the gra- the grafted greatsword. Interesting. And then Edgar is stepping into this revenger role. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Just because of his, I think, like spiritual connection to Castlemorn, even though he's not maybe related to that lone champion from back in the day. Yeah. Not by blood, but by ideals. Yeah. Yeah. And by kind of, I think also like the idea in these games that like certain areas have like this inborn history of the past and Mm -hmm. like history is going to repeat itself in this area the same way it did, Hmm. you know, and it's kind of an area has an intrinsic pull to like, you know, the idea of like Ulysseal and it's like, it's always going to get infected with the dark. You know, we saw in Dark Souls three the allegory for ulaseal is all covered in swamp and mm-hmm. and there's a, a basilisk sprained curse on you and stuff so so it's it's kind of interesting that the essentially the game is like the worst possible version of groundhog day for everybody yeah you know <laughs> and that the whole time is a flat circle yep. uh it's it's a cycle that Everybody seems to be trying to escape for their own reasons. Yeah. And that's, I guess, what, like, it it always confused me a little bit when I first started playing FromSoft games. The end of the game, it'd be like, oh, the good ending is accomplishing the mission that I set out to do. But in reality, (laughs) the good ending is breaking free of that that cycle. And uh, and it always looks darker, Mm -hmm. you know. But it, it it does kind of set everybody in kind of a interesting poetic yeah all together. We're just all trying to we're trying to break free of the cycle, and it's watching some people succeed and some people fail, Indeed. and it's tragic no matter which way they go. Like the ones that succeed succeed tragically, and the ones that fail fail tragically. Yeah, I think it's cool that we'll see in this game. Um, you know, as we're wrapping up here, final thoughts. I think it's cool that we're gonna see. Much more, as I said in previous episodes, much more specific stories being told mm-hmm. um, that have, I think, a lot more um, layers to them than in previous Souls games. Yeah. You know, I, I tend to think of, like, everyone loves uh, Siegmeier mm-hmm. from Dark Souls 1, and his story is very simple. He's just a person who craves adventure but is not super capable. Mm-hmm. And you're enabling him to do more riskier and riskier things seems to fulfill his goal and your goal. But in the end, you're just leading him down a path of destruction because he was never capable of being an adventurer. Yep. He just had you to hold his hand the whole time. And that's a very simple concept. I think anybody can look at that and understand the story and get the story beats from what they present to you. Mm-hmm. But I think with Elden Ring, with the influence of George R. R. Martin, we're going to see these stories become a little bit more involved and personal and mm-hmm. emotional and reactionary um, rather than just here's this like fable yep. kind of ideal, you know. I think there's still a fable nature to them though. Yeah. You know, there's still that simple, what is the point of this story? But yeah. yes, George R. R. Martin does seem to like to dress all that up and yeah. a lot more complexity and, well, and- uh, in, in, many cases incest as well (laughs) (laughs) 
I think too he has a good he he brings a nice sense of um humanity mm-hmm. to the characters where I think Dark Souls characters can be a little thou art not seeketh the fire <laughs> you know it's it's mm-hmm. very like austere and sterile oh yeah in some in some cases yeah and I think the Elden Ring characters are showing a lot more like humanity and just having like like America's whole thing breaking the Elden Ring. Why did she do it? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense for her to do it. So there's got to be some deep personal motivation there yep. because you know, it's not like Gwyn like I must preserve my kingdom mm-hmm. or die trying. Yep. It's yeah, like, no, it's everything different. was fine. Everything seemed to be good. Why did you do this? Yep. I like also that it's not ours to know. Yeah, you know, like yeah, it would be great to know, but really like what does it matter when it's all screwed up? Yeah. You know, it's going to be screwed up whether you know what it is or not. And you just got to go do what you can to try to fix it. And we see through Rajier, as we'll see later, sometimes knowing too much is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. But Very much that's so. That's a story for another day. My final thought? Yes. There was, we had, before we started recording... I had mentioned there was the rumor of uh, of an anime for Dark Souls coming out, yes. whatever. And it, uh, <clears throat> that sort of thing got me thinking. I won't talk about that, but that got me thinking of what would what would the other ideal medium be to tell a story in this world? Hmm. I don't think anime would do it, even though it'd be fun, probably. But you'd have to have the exact right studio making it, and that's such a hard ask well i've been i've had my heart broken with berserk again and again so (laughs) yeah yep and i think even like graphic novels and mangas and stuff aren't gonna necessarily cut it what i would actually love is just an honest to goodness elden ring book oh i would read an elden ring book i would read an elden ring book too novelization yep yeah, I, I feel Ooh. like that'd be great. It'd be better than a show. It'd be better than a movie. A movie's not going to do it. A movie's maybe the worst possible thing. But George R. R. Martin should not do it. Yes. Let somebody else do it, yep. George. Exactly. Finish your other projects. Yeah, let let someone that can actually finish a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Elden Ring book would be awesome. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, and I think of like you had pointed out with earlier with HBO series ideas, like yeah. follow one character. Yeah, just from maybe even their birth like yeah just see i mean i i love a story that throws you right into the mix of it too yeah but it would just be really cool to see because it's fun to speculate on a lot of these characters stories it would be cool to actually get to get one fully fleshed out like plot line in there yeah and you know get to dive into the thought processes and and uh motivations of the actual characters but that's my last thought well and i think too on on that to that point we see so we're so close to seeing some of these characters interact like mm-hmm. again big spoilers but like the way Morgoth talks about the thrones mm-hmm. and the characters it's like oh we're so close to just seeing them have a conversation yep. and seeing how they treat each other and what the d- sibling dynamic is but they won't show it to yep. us yeah <laughs> that's uh, okay we got move, moving lips this game so we're getting true. closer <laughs> yeah well, thank you for joining us. Uh, that's all we have to say about the Castle Morn. I think we're headed north after this because mm-hmm. we have reached the bottom of the world. Yep. Only uh, can only go up from here. Yeah. 
literally only up. <laughs> it's just that you just keep going and going and going and going. Head north. Yep. Thank you for listening to the Maidenless Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the Maidenless Podcast. Also, we are now on YouTube. So leave us a comment over there. Let us know what you thought. And join us next time where we're going to be discussing Liernia, Ray Lucaria, and the Carrion Feuds.